Hey guys, it's uh, Tuesday night and we got a pretty good show here tonight. Um, I'm going to introduce who we have on the panel here. We have Shane, never trust a skinny chef Shane. We have Will Fly. We have Mark from Paralife PPG and we have Brian. Hey, Bale Waller. Hey guys, how are you doing? Doing good. We are good. doing good. This is going to be an awesome show. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you read the um, thumbnail that we put thumbnail. out. And we have Noah, which is the new president for the USPPA. And he is here. Um, Noah, I'm going to get started by just tell us about yourself, your family, and Epic Paramotor. All right. Uh, well, first of all, thanks for the invite. Thanks for having me. Um, I live in Utah uh, near Park City uh, with my wife and three kids. Um, I got into paramotoring uh, about six years ago and then pretty seriously into it uh, the last three to four years with uh, teaching. Um, I have a twin brother, an identical twin, and he lives in Arizona uh, and I'm up here in Utah and we work together uh, teaching paramotor courses. I'll go down into Arizona in the winter months and then run the courses up here in Utah in the summer months. Um, so yeah, the last few years, this has been kind of the one of the primary things that I do. Um, and then the opportunity came up to, to be able to dedicate time and energy uh, with the USPPA. And that's kind of the newest, the newest thing in the news here for me. <coughs> Sorry about that. Okay, I know you're really limited on your time tonight, so we're going to jump right in. Um, tell us about uh, the USPPA and the benefits um, for our sport that we are all excited in. All right. Uh, yeah, so I, I guess the, the first thing, why do we have the USPPA? Um, in the advisory circular 1037 by the FAA, there's a line in there, and it, it clearly states the ultralight community is encouraged to adopt good operating practices and programs in order to avoid more extensive regulation by the FAA. Uh, that sentence in the advisory circular, to me, is uh, a very clear invitation on the part of the FAA for us to organize ourselves. Um, so that they don't have to organize us. So the mission of the USPPA is a threefold mission. It's to preserve, uh, promote, and enhance the sport of powered paragliding. Preserve meaning we want to preserve the freedom that we have. There's really no other form of aviation that has the freedom that we have, and we want to keep it that way. And we feel that one way to do that is to create our own programs where we help uh, paramotor pilots to know the basics, what we need to know to make sure we don't go out and get ourselves regulated. Uh, so that's one aspect of the mission of the USPPA. Uh, the other, like I said, is promote. Uh, we want to promote the sport. All of us in the sport, we're doing it because we enjoy it. We realize this is a lot of fun. It's something that we all share in common, the love of flight. And we, we want to share that with other people. So promoting the sport, helping people to enter the sport safely, learning the, 
minimums that they need to know to do this safely. And then there's the third aspect of the mission, which is enhance. We want to enhance the sport by creating um, content, uh, online uh, continuing education once you leave training. And we all know that in training, you kind of get the basics, but then you leave and it's like, there's still a pretty significant window of time for you to learn uh, before you feel really proficient in the sport. Uh, and I feel that the USPPA can provide uh, resources to assist in, in those early stages, whether it's online uh, continuing education or access to like master classes where you can learn from uh, other experienced pilots, how to plan a cross country, how to plan a paramotor camping trip, things like that. Um, so yeah, in a nutshell, that is why the USPPA exists. Uh, and that's why I'm excited to be involved with it because I think it, it got to a point where it's done what it could do. And now it's time to inject new energy and uh, modernize it and, and really take it to the next level so that it's actually something that, that feels beneficial to the members, but also to the community in general. So, you know, you, you have some pretty big shoes to fill, you know, Jeff Gohn stepped down and, and you stepped into this position, you accepted this position. Um, what changes are we going to see in the near future with the USPPA? Uh, good question. Uh, yes, the, the shoes are big to fill. Jeff has done so much in the, in the sense of creating uh, education for us, just the powered paragliding Bible alone. Um, I think the biggest thing that I'm bringing as far as a new thing is uh, the technology. Uh, my background is web development. Um, I, 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 we're going to revamp the website, make, make it uh, modern, uh, easy to navigate, and then put a lot of good content on there. We want to make the process of uh, getting and issuing ratings much easier. Um, and we want to launch our own magazine. I think the sport has grown to the point now where, you know, up until recently, the whole uh, benefit of the USPPA in terms of a magazine, we were piggybacking off of another magazine that was primarily focused on a, a, on a different sport. And we would get just a little section in there, you know, a few pages here and there dedicated to our sport. But of these ultralight sports out there, I don't, I don't think there's another one that's growing near as fast as uh, powered paragliding and paramotoring. So I think the time has come that we can launch, we should launch our own magazine that's done by paramotor pilots for paramotor pilots. Uh, so those are the two primary things that I'm focusing on in the short term, a, a new website that works really clean and efficient and a new magazine that's uh, entirely dedicated to our sport. Okay. I did see one, um, one question just real quick. What is the cost of membership for the USPPA? Yes. The current cost of membership is $34 uh, per year. Okay. And can you explain the ratings and how the ratings, um, how that all works? As far yeah. as just, I guess, the first, maybe the first three. Sure. Uh, so the idea behind the ratings 
Uh, I mentioned earlier that quote from the FAA that we're encouraged to develop our own programs. Uh, I think what's meant by programs is for us to facilitate for ourselves as self-regulated um, club, um, the minimums that what do I need to know uh, to fly one of these safely? And then how do I know if I cross over from being a novice to being intermediate or, or advanced? So the idea behind the ratings program was to set a standard uh, that anybody could follow a syllabus and say, well, now that I know everything on this PPG-1 syllabus, that uh, helps me feel like I, I know what I need to know to be at this level. And if I want to go to the next level, what are the things I need to know? What skills do I need to have? The syllabus for PPG-2 outlines the things that you would need to be at that level and then PPG-3 being the advanced. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I view the ratings because we know they're not necessary, right? They're just tools. They are tools that we can take advantage of to help us know where we stand in terms of what we know that we know and what we know that we don't know. So um, I think if we viewed the ratings as simply tools, uh, anybody could benefit from having a rating um, just for that alone. And then there's more advanced ratings too that you can acquire through the USPPA and instructors. That's right. There's the instructor rating, uh, and then there's the tandem instructor rating, which at the at, at the current moment, um, that one alone justifies the entire existence of the uh, of the USPPA because our only path to legally fly with a passenger right now is to do that through the FAA exemption that was granted to the USPPA for instructors doing instructional flights. So the only legal way to do tandems right now is through the ratings program. So that alone, I think, justifies the existence of the USPPA and, and gives a tremendous value to the ratings program. Okay. How many, off the top, do you know about how many uh, members you have right now registered with the USPPA? Yes, uh, I've been researching this because um, I want to measure. I want to measure moving forward. Um, we've had close to 10,000 people come through the program to be issued a membership number. Um, out of that, uh, a significant portion joins and then doesn't renew, uh, and, or, or they're out of the sport. Maybe they don't fly anymore. Active pilots, we have about 1,400 active USPPA members. Um, with an active membership that's renewed every year. Um, when I checked, it looks like right now we're averaging between six and 700 new uh, USPPA members per year. Um, in the last six months or so, we the partnership we had with the magazine, they have failed to produce uh, issues of the magazine. So it's put us in this situation where for the last little while, nobody's getting anything. Uh, you join and you get your little card that says, congrats, you joined. And that's about it. Um, so uh, we're changing that with the, with the magazine. But those are the numbers that we're looking at right now, about 1,400 active members. Okay. And then <clears throat> I got a couple more questions and I'll kind of pass on the, the mic to somebody else. As far as um, the membership goes, where do you see this in one year as far as active members? Um, you know, I'm, 
I'm not entirely sure what to expect in terms of numbers. Um, I was surprised to know the number of members that there have been versus the number of active members that there are now. And it makes sense to me that unless you're an instructor or you're doing tandem flights, it may feel like there's really no benefit uh, to to be a member. Um, But I think that will change with the magazine because the magazine gives a sense of community. You'll be able to see what people are doing in the sport, what new things are coming out, who's doing what. Um, So I'm hoping that we will at least double our membership, if not triple it, within the first year or or two years. Okay. Um, You know, I kind of talked to you a little bit about this before, you know, that I saw a post on Facebook and it was somebody posted, hey, I got my PPG2 card and what a joke. What is this? What is this good for? And you know, I, I just wrote in there, hey, be proud of your accomplishments, because that is an accomplishment. You are flying in the air. I mean, unreal. And then that just kind of opened up a whirlwind um, for my end. And I just stayed positive And I wanted to end the conversation because I wasn't there to argue about it. I was just there to, you know, to support what he did. And um, so when somebody comes to us and says, you know, why should I do this? I self-learned, I can fly. Why should I join the USPPA and get, you know, my one rating or my two rating? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. And I think there may be a couple benefits for doing it. One is to give yourself a benchmark in terms of your skills and knowledge. How do I know that I uh, know enough? Um, the ratings program is designed to be like milestones or benchmarks that you can hit to see where you are in terms of skills. Uh, So that's a benefit. If you look at them like tools, Um, we can't look at them like, oh, I need this rating. You don't, you don't need it. Um, And I think if, if the program is ever pitched in a way where it's like, hey, you need the rating, then that's just disingenuous and, and not an honest way to approach the reason why we have the program. Uh, the second reason, so one, one benefit is it gives me something to measure myself and my skills. That's, that's exactly why I did an SIV course, or I've done multiple SIV courses, not because they're required, but because I get to go there and see where do I stack up in terms of my skills? How do I handle a deflation? Well, the only way to know that is to go and test my skills. And I, I view the ratings program to be the same thing. Um, the other benefit that we don't talk about often is the negotiating power that we have with the FAA to prevent any form of uh, regulation on our sport. We have strength in numbers. So as the community grows and we have more USPPA members, what we're essentially saying to the FAA is, look at how organized we are as a community. You have no need to step in here and tell, tell us how we should govern ourselves because we decided we're gonna do that ourselves so that you don't have to. So that I think is, uh, that was one of the things that drove me to do it when I first jumped in. Um, I wanted to have a rating and I wanted to be part of the collective group that will uh, end up having a say if the FAA ever decides to come in and and, and do anything. So those I think would be the two reasons, two big benefits that, uh, for joining and that's outside of any 
content that you get, whether it's courses that we launch or the magazine or things like that. Yeah, that's, that is awesome. The um, one last question for me is um, explain how, when you get your PPT2 rating and you send in your check, explain why they send a check back. Um, do you mean the reimbursement check? Yes. Yeah. So right now we have this reimbursement program and the whole idea with the incentive for reimbursement was to eliminate this notion that we're just trying to get you to sign up so that we can make money. Uh, first of all, the USPPA is a nonprofit. We can't be making money. Everything that comes in needs to be used. Um, and we're using it. Our goal uh, is to use those funds to uh, to achieve the mission, like I said, to preserve, promote, and enhance the sport. Um, so the the idea behind the reimbursement was that if you sign up and become a member and you are willing to go seek uh, a rating through an instructor that will issue you a PPG1 or PPG2 rating, the USPPA will actually send you a reimbursement check for $100, which is way more than you paid. So in a way, at least that first year or even the first two years, you're actually making money to join and get a rating. Um, so that's, that's the incentive, just uh, as a way of saying, look, we're, we're not in this to just try to make money. We're in this to give you the tools that will help you to be a better pilot. Because ultimately, that's what makes the community safer, is that all of us are trying to be the best that we can be at what we do. Yeah, Awesome. All right, I'm going to pass the mic on uh, whoever wants to go next with their list of questions. Baller. All right, so let me call it out. Well, quick question uh, regarding your magazine that you're going to be putting out or you're talking about doing. Um, is that going to be like an old fashioned paper magazine you mail out to the members, or is it just going to be online digital content, or do you know? Yes, it's going to be both. Uh, we wanted to have the old-fashioned print magazine because it's nice to have something that you can flip through, leave it on the coffee table. Uh, it'll have cool stories about paramotoring, cool pictures in there. Um, but we also acknowledge the the trend with things going digital. So there will be a digital version that when you log on to your uh, USPPA account, you'll be able to pull up the magazine and flip through it and if you see something on there that has a link, it'll click and go right to the source, uh, stuff like that. So it will be digital and print. Well, that's, that's awesome, man. I know there's some people that uh, might not necessarily have access to internet at home and they want to be able to read it while they're, you know, uh, taking care of business or whatever. But um, yeah, there's, there's a couple of um, comments in the chat that people volunteered to be uh, models centerfolds for your magazines uh, i think that's hot butter steve um i think there was one question of uh will we be able to advertise in this magazine yes there will definitely be uh the option or opportunity to advertise in the magazine um and we also want members of the community to contribute whether it's in the form of submitting an art article or even your favorite picture or let's say you went and did a really cool PPG trip and you just want to tell us about it. Uh, we'd love to feature content in there. The whole uh, point of the magazine is to inspire uh, the community. Here's what other members of the community are doing. And um, 
I think a significant amount of potential pilots will also be using the magazine as a way to learn more about the sport and see who's doing what and where. Uh, so we would, yeah, we would love any form of content that can be contributed to the magazine. That could be a way of uh, advertising training or fly-ins or upcoming uh, events of any sort. Yep. Um, that's good stuff, man. I, I really look forward to, to read my first magazine for sure. Um, so you, you talked a little bit about, you know, where, you know, how you got a USPBA and uh, where you'd like to see it go. Um, give us a little background on your experience that puts you in a position to, uh, to be our fearless leader. Yeah. Okay. Um, so my, my background in going back to school, my, in college, I studied multimedia communications. I wanted to be uh, a filmmaker originally, but in my, um, in my college program, I found, I found a passion for advertising and marketing through multimedia communications. So uh, web development, video editing, and then right out of college, I got a job working at an advertising agency, uh, R&R Partners, and they're famous for the What Happens Here Stays Here campaign for Las Vegas. Uh, that was a campaign that I worked on. Um, and then for, I spent several years working at an ad agency where our primary focus was branding and marketing and digital content. So I developed the skill of um, I guess being able to present something in a way that uh, looks good, you know, that's kind of what branding is all about. Uh, from there, um, I left the ad agency world to start my own business. Um, in 2012, I launched, um, no, 2010, I launched a company developing uh, photography accessories. This is right around the time the iPhone was coming out. And I, I saw the way that the industry was heading. And I knew that smartphones would become the uh, primary cameras that we were going to use. And I launched, um, you may have seen it. There's the, those little flexible leg tripods and then the infamous selfie stick. Um, I popularized that and it took off. Like it was a rocket ride uh, that as quickly as it went up, it suddenly came back down uh, and I rode that, I rode that ride. So I had products in every Walmart nationwide, every Verizon wireless nationwide. Uh, so the time that I spent managing that company and managing um, products, I think that gave me uh, a sense of confidence to run organizations uh, and to run multiple moving parts. Um, like I said, that all came crashing down once selfie sticks were no longer uh, as cool as they were when they first came out and everyone started copying them. Every, the whole world copied the design that we were selling. Um, so that ride uh, ended. And then that left me with this thought of, well, what do I really want to do uh, moving forward? I didn't, uh, I was uh, disenchanted with the idea of trying to build something up again, like, like the business that I had built up. Um, and that's by then I had started paragliding and that's when I thought, man, if I could just do more of this and less of that, less work and more flying, that would be ideal. Um, and that's the day I decided, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to really take this sport seriously and, and go learn from the best. I called Shane Denherter, who at the time uh, owned Team Fly Halo. And 
I went and mentored under, under him and he took me under his wing and kind of, he gave me my instructor rating and, and uh, I, I guess took my skills and experience with paramotoring to a new level. And that's when I knew uh, I wanted to do this more full-time. So then I started my own school and started working with my twin brother. And now uh, our, our lives uh, are heavily, heavily revolve around flying and doing cool, fun things like this. Um, I'm a team pilot for BGD. So I get to go to their team pilot meeting annually in Europe. Uh, my brother and I are both on that team. So we're, we're going to Morocco in June, paragliding the coast there and then flying in France and uh, just fun stuff like that. So that's my background with, you know, the evolution of advertising and marketing and branding to building businesses, a, a pretty big business. And then out of that, developing a flight school uh, and now uh, helping with the USPPA. That's quite the background. Uh, now, during a pre-show, we we're talking a little bit about some your school. And it sounds like you're putting out a lot of students compared to a lot of other schools. Uh, getting their PPG2 rating and instructor rating. Uh, my friend of mine, Brooke Sheffield, trained with you about a year ago and Scott Shamka. They speak extremely highly of you uh, as an instructor. And uh, I fully intend to come see you myself. Do you intend to keep training? I do. Yeah, I'll keep, uh, I'll keep training at the same rate that I do now, running a, a course roughly every other month. Um, and that's for training new pilots, but I also intend to continue working with uh, people who want to become flight instructors or, or tandem, uh, get their tandem ratings as well. Man, that's awesome. I'm stoked. I can't, I can't wait to meet you in person. Um, I've got other questions, but I know the rest of the panel has a, a list of them. So who's going to be it? Skinny Chef hey. Shang or? Hey, Brian, do you want to get a Yankee Paramotors question that he just posted? Uh, can Noah talk about the structure of USPPA? Is there a board, other office positions? Actually, I thought of that too. Like, uh, do you have some sort of steering committee, uh, a committee of individuals in the industry that uh, kind of points you in the direction they'd like to see the USPPA go? Yes, that's a great question. Uh, this is something I did want to bring up because uh, we're looking for fresh ideas, fresh energy. Uh, the organization was kind of run by a lot of the same people for a very long time uh, with Jeff at the helm. And I feel like in every uh, aspect of the, uh, the board of directors and the committee members, there are op opportunities right now for people who want to uh, jump on board with all the new stuff that we're doing. So right now, the way it's structured, there's a, a committee called the executive committee or the board of directors and there are four people on there. That's myself as the president. Uh, then there's a vice president, a secretary, and a treasurer. And those are the four votes that kind of determine the overall strategic decisions that the organization uh, is involved with. Um, and then immediately below that, or, or uh, yeah, I guess the next really important committee is the training committee. And this has just recently been revamped. Uh, Chad Bastian was running it. And now Chris Sanacroce is the new chairman. And we've got Chris Sanacroce, um, Dave Halcom, Eric DeFore, 
and Travis Burns uh, as the four members of the training committee. And the training committee is in charge of our curriculum, the syllabus, um, ensuring that we are doing the right things to be able to offer the ratings. What does it take to get a rating? Um, and with this new structure that uh, a week old or so, there's a lot of fresh energy. Uh, Chris uh, is very well respected in the sport. Um, well, all of these guys are, uh, but Chris has taken the helm and he's, um, he's taking on a, a bunch of ins- uh, projects that he's uh, eager to improve the, the way that we offer ratings and which ratings and all that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. Aside from all the cool stuff we're doing with the website uh, and the magazine, the structure and the ratings program is going to become much more smooth and efficient. uh, And I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, Now, we have a couple of other committees that, uh, quite frankly, I don't know exactly how they work yet. I've been trying to reach out to people on the committee. And like I said, there are still a lot of people who are just kind of there because they were there, but they're not actually involved in the day-to-day. So I want to revise all that and bring in people who do want to be involved. We have Leah Catullo who um, joined the competition committee because we want to launch competitions in the U.S., uh, USPPA competitions. We want to be able to send representatives of, of, the, of Team USA to go compete um, in Europe and compete next year in Brazil in the paramotor championships down there. Um, so a lot of things are starting to happen now because we're starting to get a lot of fresh energy, people who want to jump in. And there's a lot of room still. If anyone listening uh, has ideas or wants to join in, reach out because I'd love to put you on some of these committees and have you help us to steer this ship uh, together to wherever we want it to go next. I love the idea of there being multiple teams in the United States and us having competitions. Um, I would be honored to be a part of one. Uh, One last question. And this one's from Nick Griffith in the chat. He says, Mr. President, how spicy can you get the cyclone with a passenger? How spicy do you get the cyclone? Do I get the cyclone with a passenger? Uh, Not very spicy. My style of flying is not spicy. Um, the only time I've ever done anything spicy was in SIV clinics and I wanted to push it and see what I could do. Uh, but outside of that, my style is I just like to enjoy the flight. And especially when I take up passengers, um, I just like them to enjoy it and to experience the freedom of, of, of what it's like to fly. Uh, the last thing I would want to do is spook someone or make someone feel sick. So I, I fly pretty mellow when I'm flying with people. But that Cyclone is a pretty cool wing. Uh, it handles a lot like my uh, Luna, which is a semi-reflex. Um, so it doesn't feel like you're driving a big school bus or anything. It's, it's a pretty neat wing. Uh, Noah, we got another chat or another question in the chat from JP Tulo. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's kind of a big deal on TikTok. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I follow him on TikTok. Yeah. Can you ask, it says, can you ask him how he feels about foot launch tandems versus wheel launch? He's the only, or he's one of the few that still offer foot launch tandems. So do you like tandems over foot launch or, you know, or does it matter to you? Uh, Yeah. So I do both quite regularly. Um, And I feel that the, 
the amount of um, skill that it takes to do a foot launch tandem is uh, quite a bit more than what it takes to do a wheel launch tandem. Um, and I feel like the benefits from an instructional standpoint, um, the it, it's beneficial for a student to go up and see what it's going to be like, the sensation of running, the sensation of being pushed while you're running rather than you having to do the effort. Um, but it's really hard to do. And when you have a, a student that's um, over, I'd say 180 pounds and at a high elevation, it's almost like uh, we're not going to do this unless we have wind. So I use the wheel launch tandem as an alternative to still be able to give um, the sensation of what it's like to come in and land, to, to feel that ground rush. Um, we work on how to eliminate oscillations and flight. Uh, they get familiar with the control inputs before they're ever out there totally on their own. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoy both. I think my personal view on them is that um, the step from being a solo pilot to a tandem pilot on foot launch is a, a significant step. Like you should make sure you have the right skills before you try that. Um, but on the wheel launch side of it, I think a, a, a good wheel launch pilot should have no problem transitioning to a tandem wheel launch because it's the same thing. It's just two people now. Uh, so I would like to see uh, steps taken on on the part of the USPPA to make that process easier than it is now so that wheel launch tandems uh, or ratings are easier to get than than they are now. All right. So no, I have a, I have a question about your, um, to get, uh, your license or whatever. Um, so let's say you get a pilot that comes in, um, and he is more out to spot land in an area code instead of just on a bag or a special spot that you guys have picked out. How do you get this uh, pilot to shrink his area code of landing into more of a um, spot landing that you guys are required? Uh, so one thing that we do when we're working with uh, new pilots, we, we set up a mark out in the field and have them shoot approaches to it and not with the intent of landing on it, but just get down close to it, like within 10 to 15 feet and then go up and go around and do it again. We usually set up little um, smoke bombs. There's a five minute smoke bomb that you can buy. And if you set that right there in the middle, it helps them to dial in getting into the wind and stuff like that. Um, and we, we encourage people to uh, dial in that skill early on because in the event of a motor out situation, we want our students, well, anyone really, to feel really confident with where they're going to end up instead of thinking, oh, I think I'm going to hit that field. And if you're not good at, at uh, getting within at least 20 feet of your mark, uh, that could be pretty dangerous in a, in a situation where now you have no choice. That's how we do it. We just set a mark and let people shoot approaches to the mark. Yeah, because I'm horrible at spot landing, just so you know. The area code guy I was talking about is me. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else with questions? Yeah, I've, I've got a few questions. Yeah. Great show, Noah, and it's a pleasure meeting you. And uh, based on your background, I mean, you're, you're perfect, <laughs> perfect for the job. 
Hey, um, you mentioned the dreaded F word, the FAA. Is there any kind of uh, direct link or channel of communication between the FAA and the USPPA? Yes, there is. Uh, We have a direct link through the exemption letter that we have. And that's something that we need to renew um, uh, regularly. So that gives us the opportunity to maintain an ongoing conversation, so to speak. Uh, And this is where I was saying earlier, one of the big benefits of banding together as as a community is that the bigger we are, uh, the more numbers we have, the more power we have to approach the FAA and say, uh, here's this thing that we're doing, help us to be able to do it. And the exemption is a perfect example of that because for a while, the sport changed, the regulation was made that we couldn't do tandem flights and that was it. There's no way around it. So the USPPA steps in and starts negotiating with the FAA to convince them, hey, this is a very valuable tool for us in our instructional purposes. And after uh, dialogue with them, they said, okay, we'll create this exemption letter. And that's why we have the exemption letter. Um, so I, I foresee that being uh, something that uh, we want to maintain moving forward first to keep the exemption letter, but also to mitigate any kind of regulation that could come down the road. We want to be able to step in right away and say, look, here are numbers. This is how many of us uh, are working hard to make this right and let us do this or let us do that. Right. Well, so, and they seem, they seem easy to work with at this point. They seem to be Pretty much, is it is it kind of like they don't want to be bothered with having to regulate us, or is it more of a do this or we're gonna reg- is it more use more as a I don't know a, a threat? <laughs> um, so my perception of it, from what I gather so far, is that the attitude is um, you guys do you, and please don't make us have to step in. Um, I think we're kind of viewed like the, you know, in the world of aviation, we're the, the annoying fly that bugs are, that buzzes around your face, you know? And it's like, please don't make me have to swat, swat at you. Like you guys fly over there, do your thing. Uh, if you, if you hurt yourselves, we don't even care, but don't hurt anyone else um, and stay out of everyone's way. So I've, my plan is to approach it that way where it's like, um, let's keep this dialogue open we're going to work hard to make sure that you don't have to deal with the, um, the inconvenience of having to do something about us. They don't want to do anything about us. And it's on us to make sure that that doesn't happen. Excellent. And uh, this question has come up before, but do USPPA ratings ever expire or are they attached in some way to the membership, to the active membership? Uh, that's a good question. I was, I've been studying the bylaws to get familiar with all the ins and outs of the program. It states in there that ratings do expire after, I think it was three years. And I think their, their line of thought was, if you were to have a rating, but then you stopped flying, and let's say three years down the road, you're like, oh, I, I want to pick it back up. There's a chance you might be rusty. Now, to just get up and go fly, that might not be a big deal. But if I take a pretty significant break and then uh, five years from now, I'm like, hey, I want to take my neighbor up for a flight, that might not be the most skillful thing to do. Um, So 
I think that's part of what they were thinking to put an expiration on the membership on the rating. But my understanding is that if your membership is active, um, then your rating is active as well. Uh, so I'm digging into that a little bit more um, to see exactly how that's going to work. But that's my understanding right now. All right. And then more question for you. I had the opportunity tonight to listen to episode 160 of your podcast, your other, you know, uh, podcast thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it, but you said something in there that I brought, I, I could just like, it, it was just like, yeah, man, that's paramotoring in a nutshell, but it was about staying in the moment. And when I'm flying my paramotor, man, that's all it is. And I, it just, it's, it's just like naturally happens. It's just me, my paramotor and mother nature. That's it. That's all that matters. So um, I was just wondering if you could talk just briefly about your other, uh, your podcast there. Oh yeah. Um, it's kind of fun, fun when I hear that and like these two worlds collide because the two worlds that I live in are the, the paramotor and flying world. And then my, one of my other big things I do on the side is I have a podcast on uh, mindfulness and uh, Buddhism as a philosophy. Um, and yeah, I think there's this notion of um what we call uh in in the world of mindfulness it's like groundlessness and the idea is that you you have this firm foundation that you end up standing on and you think as long as i have this firm ground then life is good i'm okay um but what happens when that ground gets shaky uh we start you know the loss of a loved one or you lose a job or your sense of your identity you know, crumbles with your job collapsing or whatever. Uh, there's this world of groundlessness where you are in a free fall and there's nothing to stand on. And as you become more comfortable in that space of having nothing to stand on, then life gets really enjoyable because you realize I don't need the foundation to stand on. I'm going to be fine with whatever life's going to throw my way. And I like to correlate that philosophy, that way of living with our sport because that's exactly us right we're we're on the ground this is the our firm foundation for most of our lives then we discover that there's this incredible thing you can do where you leave the ground and you have nothing to stand on you play in the air and the more comfortable we get uh in the air doing this for a lot of us it's a very zen-like or meditative experience because like you just described it's you and the wind and the scenery and the smell or whatever but uh it's it's an escape for a lot of us it's a and that's something that i think most of us if not all of us we know that this is what brings us all together this is this is why in person i think the paramotor community is such an incredible community i have yet to encounter in person uh anyone who isn't pleasant anyone who genuinely wants to help you launch or, or land safely. Like we're all rooting for each other. It's online that it gets a little wacky out there, but um, I view part of what we're trying to do with the USPPA is, is foster this sense of community that we can all share in this passion that we all have for our sport. And none of us want to ruin it for each other or for ourselves. Um, and that we can actually enjoy this. Uh, you know, the, 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 the one reason we're doing this is because we love to do it. Nobody's forcing us. No, We've got nothing to prove to anyone. I just want to go fly and enjoy it. Um, and I love that. Uh, so that's my 
my overall philosophical view of life, but that's also my philosophical view of, of the sport and why I'm passionate about dedicating the time and energy that's going to go into doing all this because this is a volunteer position. No, no, nobody's making money in any of these positions. We use what comes in to create tools like the magazine as an example. Um, But in a lot of ways, like this is just a lot of extra work for me now that I don't need to do, but I believe that this will actually benefit the sport in the long term and the community as a whole. Uh, And I hope others can see that and, and, and feel similarly about uh, the passion that we have for this sport. Well, you have my um, support. I'm proud to uh, have you as the president. Well, thank yeah. you. Hey, uh, Noah, Noah, there's another question from Yankee Paramotor. Um, he says it was a while ago. Sorry in the chat. We're trying to keep up. Sure. There are some rumors floating around that there were many, or there may be an insurance product soon that uh, through the organization um any insight on that yes so it's uh, that's an accurate rumor is that we're i'm trying really hard to make that one of the benefits of joining the usppa Uh, we have the option now to be able to uh, have life insurance that covers our sport covers paramotoring uh, and third-party liability insurance that covers your gear so you can, you can do both of those already. Um, and what I'm trying to add is another form of liability insurance that covers us as pilots, uh, as instructors for uh, our schools and for the people that we teach. Uh, but right now, there is a way uh, to be able to have third-party liability that covers your gear. So that if, if I come in and crash into someone's car in the parking lot, um, I'm not, I, I have some form of liability protection to help offset those costs um but yeah insurance is a big part of what i'm working on and hoping to this is another reason why we want numbers the more numbers we have the more negotiating power we have to do things like that and create insurance options for for a large group that's awesome yeah that's that's pretty awesome um uh everybody i just wanted to let you know uh Tonight with Noah on here, uh, it's sponsored by ParalifePPG.com, and that is uh, Mark McElroy's company, and he is going to be, uh, I'll let uh, Mark, you explain what you're doing, and then you can ask your questions also. Uh, We're going to give away uh, two shirts and a uh, 14-inch vinyl decal and a uh, insulated cup, you know, with the Paralife logo on it. Um, and so we'll give those away, um, I guess towards the end, whenever you want to do it, I don't care when we do it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, Do you, uh, Noah, do you have any plans on maybe coming to a couple of the larger fly-ins like bad apples or endless foot drag? Yes. I, I went to endless foot drag. Uh, I've been to it twice. Um, but that's definitely something I want to start doing for the USPPA in general to be more visible. I've already ordered uh, one of those 10 by 10 little tents. Uh, we want to we wanna be visible at fly-ins to help uh, pitch the benefits of being a USPPA member, 
also to um, make the magazine available for people there. Um, but I want to personally go out to as many fly-ins as I can, meet people, uh, and really to get a, a feel uh, of what can we do to help you? How can we make this community better, the sport better? And to really have a, a sense of that, I want to be out talking to people in the community uh, at events like fly-ins. So yeah, that's definitely on the radar. There, there was a, one more question in the chat that I don't think we've covered yet by Paramotor NC. And he says, I know the USPPA collects incident reports. Can USPPA play a role using data to improve safety uh, and education? Yes, it absolutely can. Uh, when the incident database was initiated, I think uh, we created an accident investigation team. And the idea was, what can we learn from these incidents? Um, but the reason it hasn't really done much is because there's no one that's actually doing it. Uh, like I said, it's all volunteers. So if someone isn't out compiling that info, um, then it, it, we don't gather it. Um, so with the new website that's going to be launching early next year, we will have the incident database available. Uh, we're going to make the process pretty easy for people to be able to submit reports of here's the incident, whether it was some minor thing or some major thing and submit photos and videos. And then we do plan on having another committee that's like the accident investigation committee that can evaluate these incidents and then put out however often, maybe once a month, like here is a recommendation to avoid this kind of accident. And we're already kind of working on this. We're, we're planning on writing, it'll probably be in the new magazine, but also on the website, um, a whole a, a whole article about ground starting and you know if you're going to do it how do you do it safely I think a lot of people we were surprised to find out in our discussions as the training committee how many people don't know to use a strap to secure the prop if you are going to ground start um, and that one thing alone could, would, could uh, mitigate a lot of accidents where you have a prop chopping up a hand or an arm uh, so we do want to extrapolate data from the incident database. We want people to feel like, hey, the, here's a cool place where I can go and post what happened so that we can extract info out of there and try to make the, the sport safer for everyone. Um, I got a couple questions that I thought of. Um, so if somebody went to a school that is not a... USPPA school, uh, but they did get training and they want to join the USPPA um, and get ratings. What's the best way to do that? Is there a way to test out? Is there, do they have to go through school again? Yeah. So right now, I don't know that we have a procedure in place that makes that easy, but I firmly believe that it should be easy. Uh, we want, uh, well, I want people to be able to join the USPPA and then measure themselves against our standards and say, well, here's the syllabus. Let me take the test. That'll tell me where I am. And, and yes, test out of it. I think there's no reason for someone to have to pay to go get a rating or to do uh, schooling with someone to say, well, yeah, the only way you're going to get it is if you come train with me. It shouldn't be that hard. It should be, I want to be a better pilot well, here are the tools to help you and measure yourself against those tools. 
and then maybe submit a video showing your a takeoff or something that can help uh, an instructor assess your skill level and say, yeah, this person is, uh, from what I can tell, at a PPG2 level or PPG3 and issue that rating without any problems. So that's uh, something that's on my radar as we're revamping this whole online process of doing the ratings. We have a lot of ideas for how to make this easier and better. Okay. And then if you, let's say that you're not a pilot, um, it, but you wanted to get the magazines, you wanted to read maybe the incident reports, you wanted to kind of just check up. I mean, can you join and not not fly? Yes. Yes. And we're, we're trying to come up with a couple of solutions. One, can you subscribe to the magazine and just be a magazine subscriber? That might be one option. Um, but we have a lot of people who, just like you described, love the sport, want to be involved with the sport, know what's going on in the sport. And I see no reason why they w- shouldn't be members of the association, even if they don't have a rating. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I mean, that's something I'm going to discuss with the other members of the committees that make these decisions. But uh, I'm of the opinion that that should very much be a possibility that someone can just join and have access to the magazine and the other online resources and not have a rating. Awesome. Well, I, I definitely think that you are the right person for the job, the best fit. Um, I think with uh, getting um, fresh blood in there will help turn things uh, around. Not saying they were going in a bad place, but just to get things moving forward faster because the sport is, is growing so quick. Um, so I think that is just phenomenal. Where could people, um, so with positions that it will be opening up with the USPPA, how would they find out information on that? How would they get a hold of you um, to listen to your podcast um, and your social media? Okay. Uh, yeah. So like I echoed earlier, uh, we would, I would love to have more people involved, people who want to have their feedback contributing to the, the vision that I have for the USPPA, but the vision that I think we can have collectively uh, as a membership. Um, on the website right now, I, I think there's a contact form. You can click, if you email any of the links that are on there, they will make their way to me, even if they're, we have an administrator who she kind of uh, runs all the, the processing of ratings right now. If she gets an email, she'll send it to me. You can email me directly. I have the uh, USPPA email set up now, which is noah.rachetta at USPPA.org. Uh, so that's an easy way to get a hold of me. Um, or you can find me on social media. If you search for my name or if you Google my name, uh, that my last name is R-A-S-H-E-T-A. Um, and if you Google me, you'll find all my other stuff too. My podcast that I have, uh, books that I've written, um, because that is another big area of my life where if you Google me, that's probably what you're going to find. It's not the paramotor related stuff. It's the, uh, the other work that I do in, in this other, other thing that I do. All right. Sounds like you're a pretty busy guy. Yeah. That's why I, I, that's why I want anyone willing to help. Let's build up a volunteer network. Um, I'm willing to put in all the time and effort, but I certainly can't do all this alone. 
Uh, and I'd love to have people who are passionate about the sport, who love the sport, uh, jumping in to help. There you go. What other questions you got, guys? I guess I got one more. You're a family man. I heard you say you had a twin brother. His, his name's Dick. Is that right? That's right. So uh, y'all ever uh, pull any jokes on anybody being twins, man? You know, you, you both fly paramotors, right? We do. And we both teach. When he comes out to help during training, we will dress the same. We will we'll wear the same hat. He has facial hair just like me. Um, oh. And if I'm wearing my blue puffy jacket, he'll run in and grab his. And we do kind of mess with the students sometimes. Oh, um, man, that's awesome. <laughs> we did it in high school and middle school, you know, all the things twins need to do. We did all of that. That was fun. But we both still play up the whole twin thing. We love that we're twins. We're, we're best friends to each other. Um, and we play it up. We'll, we'll dress the same and do all the fun things that twins can do, can get away with. So do you That's like awesome. flying high or you like flying low and slow? What's your favorite? Uh, low and slow is probably my my preference. Um, the, the only times I've ever felt uncomfortable flying was when I was really high. One time I was at 12,000 feet here by my house trying to go to one of the peaks. Uh, I live in a mountainous area. And as I left the peak and started heading out over the valley, it was the first time I ever looked up at the at the lines and thought, you know, it's just strings holding me up here. I got really uncomfortable and, and got down lower and for whatever reason felt safer, lower, even though I know you're technically safer, higher, but I do prefer flying low. Are you afraid of heights on the ground? No, I'm not afraid of heights, but I have noticed I have a, um, a, I don't enjoy being at the edge of a cliff uh, every time. And it became worse now that I have kids, when we go to Moab and we're on a hike and then there's this big cliff, I am really uncomfortable. I can't let my kids be close to it. I want all of us to stand back so there's no way anyone can fall. And then later that evening, I'll go buzz the cliff on a paramotor. No, yeah. But, but standing there, I get really uncomfortable. Yeah, that, that, that's afraid of heights, man. <laughs> I'm the same way. If I get on a 10-story balcony, I don't trust my legs looking down at concrete or something. But, uh, yeah, man, you know, in a paramotor, I'm the same way. The higher I get in a paramotor, the more nervous I am. When I get over a few thousand feet, if I look up at those strings and I think the same thing with a carabiner, I was like, man, that's the only thing holding me up. <laughs> Your mind will start to play games on you and you get nervous. So you just kind of have to take some deep breaths. But yeah. uh, I feel you on that one. <laughs> Well, it's been awesome. Uh, I know that, uh, is there any more questions from the, the panel? I'll take a quick look through the chat. I don't have any more I questions. I, I think that, I, uh, I think I'm good here. Yeah, I know Noah has to leave here at, eight, at well, yeah. nine o'clock my time, eight o'clock his time. So I don't want to, I don't want to keep asking questions and hold them up, but no, you've been a uh, phenomenal guest. Uh, the information is phenomenal. And uh, it. where can we uh, find you on social media? Um, and how do we get a hold of you? If we have any other questions or want to join, subscribe, whatever. Uh, yeah, so the easiest would be searching for my name or, or the flight school, Epic Paramotor. That's easy to remember. If you go to Epic Paramotor, 
Uh, we have a Facebook page and uh, a website, epicparamotor.com. If you go there, it has my phone number on the website. Uh, so then you could call or text or email. Um, yeah, those are all the easiest ways. And I'm, I'm pretty available at any given time when I'm not teaching courses. I'm here working on USPPA project, projects and stuff like that. I love to hear from people and uh, communicate. So yeah, if anyone out there has feedback or ideas, uh, don't hesitate to reach out, get a hold of me. That's awesome. Hey, Noah, can you um, do me a favor? What size shirt do you wear? Um, probably XL is the most common size that I'm comfortable with these days. All right, because I'm sure Mark will donate you a shirt. We need you to have a Paralife shirt. Everybody's got them. Awesome. Um, I would have yeah, to I'll get it open. out. So maybe if you could reach out to me through Messenger, your address will get that out to you. That would be that would be classic. Great. Um, so, uh, Mark, do you want to give away uh, now one shirt? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That uh, we could start with giving away a shirt. All right, let's go back to Noah. And so uh, how many kids does Noah have? If, if somebody, whoever answers that in the chat, um, if you guys could watch the chat and then there's your answer and we'll, and we'll see. <laughs> um, does Will you, does, go ahead. You can't be on the panel or <laughs> Mary. We have to come up with a new question now. <laughs> oh, man. Um, does, does Nick, how's, how, does Nick, is Nick married and does he have a family also? He does. Okay. Good same, deal. Same amount of kids as me. Really? Did, <laughs> did you guys marry twin sisters? No. No. Okay. All right. I got Rockwell Smith with, uh, the answer of number, th or the number three. Well, there That's you right. go. <clears throat> I see the um, other two are trying to cheat here. Will, Will, and my paramotor girl. Oh, wait, wait. Paramotor, paramotor girl doesn't count? Paramotor girl does not no. count. Oh, man. Nor does it count. <laughs> Neither does Nor it count. Will fly. Yeah, Rockwell got it. There you go. Hey, uh, Noah, do you have a question that you could ask? And we'll see if the chat was paying attention. Um, let's see. Yeah, does anyone remember how many active USPPA members there are? Awesome question. Ooh, ooh, I do. Am I, am I excluded? <laughs> Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to Brian. <laughs> but I remember. Everybody on, everybody on the panel can answer, but Will, Will still has to pay for his shirt. It has some zeros in it. I'll give you a hint. I never get a shirt for you. <laughs> There's oh, that's the not answer. A, it's not a Susan true statement. Uh, you have a paramotorgirl.com shirt. That I had to pay for. Yes. But, oh, you had to Some pay shipping named, on it, right? <laughs> no, I had to pay for it. The girl Some one? girl named Susan Ray answered 1400 Ah, yep. Susan, good job. Yeah, good job. You Susan like how Ray. That? Some girl. She did have one question that we didn't get to now that you mentioned her name. Uh are you planning on upgrading your XR to a GT? I think it is. 
Uh, I don't have plans to upgrade it. I have the XR and I have the pint and I just uh, added a, a, an electric unicycle to my toy collection. So right now that one's been my focus. Um, just being an ass. But uh, yeah, oh, I, don't think, I don't think I'll be upgrading the, my one wheel. Yeah, I got a buddy that's jumping those electric unicycles like 30 feet across ramps. It's crazy. Um, yeah, it's cool. I figured you might be a one-wheeler. It just seems to go with the sport somehow. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it does. So, well, we need one more question. We, yeah, we need, uh, we need a question, and we'll give that person a cup, and then one more question, and we'll give them a 14-inch uh, Paralife decal. There you go. So uh, the for the for the cup, this one, uh, the mission that Noah said for the USPPA. Does anybody know the three things that he said for the mission? Ooh, that's tough. I can give one or two of them. Maybe the exact words. They have to be in order. No. I'm tempted, man. Was it? Was it? No regulation. No regulation. No regulation. Is that it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it was less work, more fly. I think is what. <laughs> two of two of them started with a P, and one of them started with an E. Is there an R after it means? Oh, Nick! Up <laughs> I, Nick, Nick is uh, close. <laughs> well, sure. I think then we should. Okay, well, I guess anybody in the panel. Well, I, I can Pro, tell you what, pres, preserve, promote, and enhance, and we'll we'll give it. Oh, we'll that's not fair! It has to be we'll, in the chat. We'll give the cup to Nick. Nick Griffin. I was talking. You, you're talking. That's not fair. <laughs> My money back. <laughs> Nick, 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 was, Nick was definitely closest in the chat from what I saw. Yeah. yeah. What do you say? Preserve, uh, preach, and prevent? <laughs> <laughs> well, pre nice. Preach could be like promote, right? The so. same thing. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, so Nick, so, Nick got that? Yep. If you guys could come up with one more and we'll give that decal away and that'll be it. Uh, how about uh, what is Nick's and Noah's business name? Ooh, good. I know that one. And what does USPPA stand for? You better get that one right, right? So what's the question? Uh, we'll, we'll go with uh, Eric's. What's the well, name both. Why don't we do both? The name of uh, Noah and Nick's business, and also what does the USPPA stand for? You have to get them both right. Come on, guys. Noah's got to get going. Omaha got one right. <laughs> there it is. Wait, there's there's some people probably having to go back and add the uh, USPPA to their first answer. I feel like a bunch of people are typing right now. Right. Isn't there like a 20 second delay on the chat too? I don't yeah, know. Something I, like I'm that. sure there is. 
Well, this is awesome. This has been a great show. Uh, I think that this show will be repeated and watched and listened to. Um, Yay. JP got it. Yeah, JP's the first one to get right down both of them. Good job, JP. Nice. Um, Definitely appreciate your time, Noah. Um, I can't wait to uh, meet up with you at a fly-in or just cruising through the states wherever we're at so um yeah if any of you are ever in utah or arizona but especially utah let me know i'd love to fly with you i'll show you all of our cool sites uh close by and um that goes for anyone listening too um i spent a year in mexico a couple years ago i was in cancun and i made i made the uh announcement on the paramotor group like if anyone's coming down i've got an extra motor and I had several people take me up on it. They came down there and some of them are friends that have been great friends ever since that one time we flew together in Cancun. Uh, so same offer stands now that I'm in Utah. I've got gear here if you don't, um, but I love flying and I'd love to fly with anyone who's coming through the area. So just let me know. Yeah, that's awesome. We're planning a trip right after school ends here and we're going to go over to the west coast and then we're cruising down to um moab that's our bucket list is to fly over there so we're pretty excited for that i'm coming to utah for like a month sometime next year i've been planning on a a trip there you got what five national parks um just incredible like that you know good schools for siv clinics from free flight paragliding man y'all got all utah so yeah besides those (laughs) yeah well, I want to thank Will, Mark, Shane, Brian, uh, and definitely Noah. Um, you guys, Shane, where can we reach you? How can we find you online? <clears throat> well, this is going to be a long list. You can find me on YouTube at Never Trust the Skinny Chef Shane. Or if you type in ppgshane.com, you'll find me as well. Uh, PPG Shane on TikTok. And never trust a skinny chef Shane on Instagram. Not that bad. Awesome. Brian, where can we find you? Well, hang on, Shane. Wait, you got a TikTok and an Instagram account? I didn't know that, man. My bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I told all my friends. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hear you. Um, <laughs> I uh, I think I have an Instagram account, uh, BrianWar31. Uh, and uh, But mainly you can find me on YouTube. I put out a few videos every once in a while. Uh, ppgbrian.com will take you to my YouTube channel. Check it out. Hey, real real quick. I'm one subscriber away from 600. The next subscriber wins a Paralife PPG cup. Um, I'll figure <laughs> out how to send it to whoever the person is. I'm one away, so the next subscriber wins. Uh, and you can't unsubscribe. <laughs> Mark, how can we find you? Uh, you can find me at paralifeppg.com or on YouTube at paralifeppg. And if you want anything tonight, I have I have the names written down. Uh, if you could just get in touch with me, uh, you can message me on Messenger or uh, through the paralifeppg.com. Great. And Will, how can we find you? You can find me on YouTube uh will fly and on facebook will fly or you can just go to willflyppg.com awesome 
And Noah, thank you very much. Uh, we can find you at the USPPA. Mm -hmm. That's uh, right. But I, I think you're a great fit. Um, you can find me at uh, ppglear.com. Please like and subscribe. Maybe I can get more than 30 subscribers. Woohoo. But anyway. And, uh, um, plug tomorrow night show. Yep. And uh, tomorrow night is going to be paramotorgirl.com. Girls just want to fly show on YouTube. Tune in. She has a, it's going to be a recorded one because it was a woman from France. Um, you can find Monday nights is Clear Prop TV. Uh, of course, Tuesday nights here, Tuesday night hangout. And on Thursday night, we have paraglidingtalk.com. So everybody, thanks for watching. Thanks for supporting the shows. Um, uh, USPPA is going to be doing good for us. So I'm, I'm uh, real excited to see what the future brings. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye now. Thank you all. Take care. Have a good night, man.